So May 2nd, 2021. And he told the people, advance and march around the city with the armed troops going ahead of the ark of the Lord. After Joshua had spoken to the people, seven priests carrying seven rams' horns before the Lord advanced and blew the horn, and the ark of the covenant of the Lord followed them. I'm sorry, I'm just drinking something right now. So we're uh, reading Joshua chapter 6, but I'm going to change the Bible. Uh, this is just, like I told you, a reading that I do. I want to change it to the English Standard Bible. Um, so what's the difference between all these Bibles? There are literal translations of the Bible, so you are uh, most likely to find exactly what the Hebrew means. The other ones are equivalent translations, and there is paraphrased translations, which I read all of them, but I like the ESB when I'm reading something that's very uh, difficult to understand, you know, because the context, the literacy, and all that stuff might help me. And just as Joshua has commanded the people, the seven priests bearing the seven trumpets, all the ram horns before the Lord, went forward blowing the trumpets with the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord following them. The armed men were walking before the priests who were blowing the trumpets, and the rear guard was walking after the Ark. <clears throat> so the army, the armed men, or the army, was walking before the priests. And they were blowing trumpets. But Joshua commanded the people, You shall not shout or make voice heard, neither shall any word go out of the mouth until the day I tell you to shout. Then you shall shout. So he caused the ark of the Lord to circle the city, going about it once. And they came into the camp and spent the night in the camp. Um, so <clears throat> they are marching around the city and they are very quiet. And then he'll give them a, a signal so they can shout. Then Joshua rode, uh, rose early in the morning, and the priest took up the ark of the Lord, and the seven priests bearing the seven trumpets of the ram horns before the ark of the Lord walked on, and they blew the trumpets continuously. And the armed were walking before them, and the rear guard was walking after the ark of the Lord while the trumpets blew continuously. So, the armed men were walking before. Um, so they were behind the priest. Then Joshua rose in the morning. Then in the seventh priest, bearing the seven trumpets of the rams, um, the armed men were walking before them, and the rear guard was walking after the ark of the Lord. So they had a six or a rear guard in the back. And it was, it, they, have, they had armen in the front and in the back. And then the second day, they marched around the city once and returned into the camp. So they did it for six days. On the seventh day, they rose early at dawn of the date and marched around the city in the same manner seven times. It was only on that day that they marched around the city seven times. And at the seventh time, when the priest had blown the trumpet, Joshua said to the people, Shout for the Lord has given you the city, and the city and all that is within it shall be devoted to the Lord for destruction. Only Rahab the prostitute and all who are with her in her house shall live because she hid the messenger who we sent. 
But you keep yourself from the things devoted to the destruction, lest when you have devoted them, you take any other devoted things and make the camp of Israel a thing of destruction and bring trouble upon it. But all Israel, but all silver and gold and every vessel of bronze and iron are holy to the Lord. They should go into the treasury um, of the Lord. So the people shouted and the trumpets were blown. As soon as the people heard, um, they went up to the city of destruction, both men and women, young and old, oxen, sheep, and donkey with the edge of the sword. So, this is the first city that they were to conquer. Now, in Leviticus, if you have read, if, if you have read the beautiful book of Leviticus, uh, you would understand that there you find the laws of war. Deuteronomio, Deuteronomy, uh, like we call it in English, um, it's basically a paraphrase recital of the law. So the first law is Leviticus. And, it, you know, now that we have COVID, we understand Leviticus. The only reason why I study Leviticus is because of the CDC. You know, people say, man, that's so stupid. But then I, I for one thing, I coincidentally, I saw God require people with sickness like this to cover their mouth, to keep a distance, and to warn people that they were unclean. Way before they got to them. And I say, man, that sounds like Leviticus. Um, like I said, the first doctor uh, to practice, he was kosher. Kosher kosher laws means the Levitical laws. That's basically what it means. So when they say it's kosher, it's basically Levitical laws. So in the kosher, in the Levitical law, people were forbidden from eating pork and shellfish. Now, I have worked uh, at a pork factory, and this in the United States does not apply. Uh, there is nothing satanic about eating pork. It is just a pork was a scavenger back in the days. Uh, we don't eat sopes, or we don't eat uh, some type of scavenger birds. We don't eat crows uh, because of all their scavengers. Um, so... This is a survival tip I learned from a hunter. And this is a hunter that had a lot of experience hunting. He was, he was, uh, too, uh, he, he was a bet and whatever, whatever. But he gave me a, a very interesting um, survival tip. He said, look, if you approach a road and you see roadkill, look at his eye. If his eye is clear then it meant that I was hit by a car. If you could see the, you know, the, the hit and you say, what hit it? It was just distracted. But if his eye looks pale or it has cataracts, it was either too old, so it means it was sick, or it had something else. But he would say, I've never eat roadkill because it might have had other potential illnesses. So, this is what... Um, the Levitical kosher law was uh, meat and milk should never be combined. Some people do combine it. Meat must come from animals that are slaughtered specifically that have, you know, causes no pain. Um, but it's specifically that they have no blood in it. When I was a little kid, 
Uh, I saw this too in some parts of that I visited as a missionary. They had a street with hooks right in the middle of the streets. So I said, what are those hooks doing on the wall there? Well, they said, well, this used to be a slaughterhouse. We would get up early in the morning and we would hang the pig from the hook and we would slaughter it. I mean, alive, the thing was like, and then we would slaughter it with a knife. And But why did you guys want it, the thing alive? Well, because so he would get all like, um, nervous and then we would just slash his throat a little bit and he would just bleed to death and that's how we ate him. So this was kosher. Fruits, vegetables, grains. Um, so basically the Levitical law. Leviticus is one of the most beautiful books in the Bible because it talks about God. It talks about the rules of war. Uh, so if you went into a city you went in there and you say, we want peace, but we are, you know, commanded by the law to take the city. The person says, okay, we, we want peace, so they will let him be. They uh, would not let, they would not uh, let them cut any trees, especially fruit trees. And they should, you know, go to war without destruct, destructing the environment. Um, most likely Jericho did not want to surrender because they already had tried to kill two of his Jewish citizens. And most likely they already had closed the walls because they knew that they were going to fight, fight, fight all day long. Um, but to the two men who had spied out of the land, Joshua said, Go into the prostitute's house and bring out from there the woman... Um, and all who belonged to her as you swore to her. So the young men who had been spies went and brought out Rahab and the father and the mother and brothers and all who belonged to her. And they brought all her relatives and put them outside the camp of Israel. And they burned the city with fire and everything in it. Only the silver and the gold and the vessels and the bronze of iron. They put the treasury into the house of the Lord. But Rahab the prostitute in the father's household and all that belonged her, Joshua saved alive. Now, this is where I say that Rahab must have been either a seamstress, you know, some people that make dresses. And uh, see, typically prostitutes, I as a missionary, you work in these districts where, there, for example, Vegas, it's illegal to have prostitution. You, they basically give them a license to be prostitutes. And I have always advocated that that's very wrong, but that's the way some cities are. Most of the times, the pretty prostitutes have no family members. They have been rejected. Usually they do drugs. The pimp gives them drugs. Um, the pimp uses them sexually too. And they become, if they're really pretty, they become really successful because, you know, easy money, like they say. But eventually they become old. They die of overdose, they become reckless, and all kinds of things. So, and she had lived in Israel to this day because she'd hit the messengers whom Joshua sent to spy out Jericho. Joshua laid an oath on them at the time, saying, Curse before the Lord be the man who rises up and rebuilds the city of Jericho. 
at the cause of her firstborn shall lay his foundation, and at the cause of his youngest son shall he lay his gates. So the Lord was with Joshua, and his fame was in all the land. Now that prophecy actually became true. One of the kings of Israel tried to build the city of Jericho, and his son died. And it's very interesting that the promises of God come true. You know, very difficult to explain, but have you ever heard of levitation? You must say, man, there is only monks levitate. Jesus Christ could have not levitated. And on that, I said, I don't know if a human can levitate by will, except Jesus Christ was human in God. But I interesting that in physics, by having a superconductor, you know, if you take a metal, I mean, if you take a plastic and you freeze it to sub-temperatures and use magnets, and if you understand the Maser effect, which I don't, so we're all good, I guess. But the quantum locking, uh, when you have a flux quantum in a magnetic flux, basically, uh, in the Maser effect, you have, so let's pretend... I had my palm, um, so if I stick my palm, you know when you go and dry your hands at the blower thing, you stick your palm in the blower and all the air goes through your hands, the current, and it flows outside your palms. Why? Because they're hitting your palms so they deflect. In the quantum locking, it is putting your hand to a water fountain, and the water lands on your um, on your hands, and it drips through your finger cracks. Why? Because you have a different state. Uh, so the Maser effect, the air deflects. In the quantum locking, some of the uh, magnetic fluxes leak through the fingers. So, why do I say that? In logic, we have, if you have read the little book, my cat, dog, dog, cat. It's very simple. Things that are so not obvious, sometimes with physics you could explain. But in the book of Leviticus, you can find the grace of God. It's the little Bible, I would say. So may the Lord bless you. May the Lord keep you. And always, always think of our ministry. Uh, that you may pray that God gives us the strength to keep on persevering. And never give up.